Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. And after a what feels like forever in a month hiatus, you're back here on the program on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Chris Wassel. With me, as always, is Senior Timothy Rosenthal. Good evening, Timmy. And we are back in grand style because this is our favorite episode of the year. Yes, and we fortunately get to do this in two parts. That's right. You're going to get almost four hours of the most insane and inane trade requests that you've ever heard of. Will our uh, our... phone batteries uh, be able to sustain this? Uh, According to my sources in the Wassa organization, yes, and only because I'm plugged in. Otherwise, it would not work. No, it really wouldn't. Matter of fact, foam may actually just like simultaneously combust. Oh, wait, I've had that kind of happen once already uh, in the last year. So, uh, darn. Um, I, first things first, for everybody that's out there, yes, we we did have an extensive hiatus. We apologize for that. My bad. Um, was not had nothing to do with uh, the show and anything like that. It was simply one of those things where life got in the way. Uh, literally, and just when we were about to start the show in January, life really got in the way, and, well, you know, these things happen. Thankfully, we're back. Yes, the two assholes that everybody loves to hate, well, all right, one. <laughs> one and a half, it depends on my mood. So. One, one, one and a half, uh, to be fair, or, or if I want to sit there and Brad Marchand knows of my intentions of personally wanting to elbow him upside the head, Oh, wait, that actually almost happened. Um, Sorry about that, Timmy. Uh, yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, it was a reflex. Uh, anyway, thanks to everybody uh, who, who has stuck with us. One of the bigger pieces of good news that we have is yours truly was able to somehow wrestle control of the program site back finally from the dead uh literally uh it's being it's being worked on as we speak uh hopefully i can get it mostly up and functional before the trade deadline because that would be an optimal thing for listeners and readers of the site etc it tends to help um it's going to be a busy period although bob mckenzie did kind of try to do the debbie downer thing uh this morning on his bobcast uh where he had said in so many words, this may not be what everybody's expecting. And that might be true. We may get a lot of junk deals. And we may get way more than even the usual. Uh, on this I trade do deadline. think it's going to be a more active trade deadline than last year, simply uh, for the fact that we don't have an expansion team to worry about this year. Right. And I do think the Rangers are going to wind up selling a piece that people don't quite expect. Not McDonough. Someone no. else. Just I I don't know why. Uh, not going to be. I do think to... one or two of those expected names do go elsewhere, like Grabner and Nash. I don't know if right. anyone will take Nash's contract, but and, uh, Grabner is a nice cheap uh, play for a short-term uh, stopgap uh, uh, and a rental piece, and would be a good top six or top nine guy. But then again, we're actually talking logistics here and not getting into the real wacky trade rumors that we promised our listeners tonight. Exactly. Yep. And come about, say, 
820 or so, 820, maybe 825, uh, give or take. We are, we are going to dive all in uh, on these because there's a lot. Of, all right. The one that Timmy actually had sent me alone was, was enough to – I think we might save that one a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. Some Somewhere into the moray, but – Now, I, we're still trying to find the one rumor that can possibly top – the all-time WTF trade proposal of all time on HF boards, and that is one Sidney Crosby to the Flames for 10 first-round picks. Yes, 10. It, you know, it's funny. You used to be able to Google search that on, on, on Google, and it would be the first thing that would come up. Yes. When, 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 you, Googled, when you Googled Sidney Crosby trade requests, that was the first thing that came up. It wasn't something from the Eklund rumor generator, which, by the way, I hope to God someday someone brings that back, even just for a year, just to, just to bring back all the crazy, tra- you know, make it retro, make it do whatever you have to do. If somebody can bring that back, like oh, I don't know, um, like say uh, Mike Fail from uh, you know, from the from the Flames, perhaps. Do it, please. Uh, I'm not. I'm not bribing you yet, although it may get to that point. But it is something that would be classic. Uh, also, you know, like we said, there's a lot of things that just seem hard to believe. Like, for one, the New York Rangers are sellers in this deadline. That's for, for covering this area. And by the way, we, we have been told that there will be a New Jersey Devils branch of the uh, athletic. It's just going to be added on to the New York, New York wing. Um, for, you mean for there's no athletic Newark? I really want it there to be something like that, like or even like the athletic North Jersey, just so we could just so we could perpetuate the Taylor Ham versus pork roll debate a little longer. By the way, it's pork roll. Congress says so. Um, sorry, kids. But yeah, it would be it would be a lot of fun. It, the athletic Newark would have had something to it. It would have pissed off a lot of people, including Chris Pronger, uh, who really despises anything that says Newark. Um, but you know, like we said, there's seven games tonight on, on the on the schedule, and I think how many tomorrow on this wonderful President's Day of craziness, which and they even are celebrating up in Canada. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Um, it's the usual. I think it's been a six-game slate since, like, I don't know, the beginning of time, or it feels like that. Like the last eight to ten years, it's it's been a six-game slate. Yeah. On on President's Day, you have your traditional New York Island. I mean, well, actually, no, I can't say that because last year they didn't. The Islanders didn't play in the afternoon on President's Day, but this year. As they I did. recall, I don't think they did. You're right. Yeah. Um yeah, I have it here right right here actually thanks to Eric Cornick by the way. Best statistician you could ever ask for. Period. Um you know, and then you have Washington and Buffalo. Boston and Calgary, which should be good, especially after a last meeting. Oh, please. Let the, let, some, let, there's let, some pretty bad blood in that first let, meeting. Let, and yeah, let uh, the, the fact that it's only we're only six days removed, I think that's a little bit of that's mm-hmm. going to carry over. Can we have Marshan versus Kachuk at center ice, please? 
No, I want Marchand versus Goudreau in the penalty box again. Mm, no, that would be good too, but I, I, I like Kachuk just to even it up a little bit. Okay, we can we can have both. Maybe. You know, you know make it a tag team. Like, uh, could work. It or in Marchand's case, a handicap match maybe. Mm, mm, good point. He could take two on. I mean, shoot, we all know Miles Wood could after last night. Uh, yeah, really. He, he might he might have taken on all of Tampa uh, after after last night. And yeah, he got rightfully suspended for it. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, that was that was a nasty cross check and board. You, you're not getting less than two games for that, and rightfully so. Um, you know, and then long long the Monday schedule, you have you have three day games and you have three night games. Um, we got goal in uh, San Jose. Joe Pavelski, twenty seven oh. seconds in, one nothing Sharks. Why? Why should anybody look? It's funny. Everybody gave up Joe Pavelski for dead since the Joe Thornton injury, and he seems to be doing better without Joe Thornton than with. It, it's funny, but the Sharks actually have held wa- not only held water, but they've actually. And been we got to go in Detroit. Anthony Mantha makes it one nothing. Oh, eh. Yeah, oh, poor poor Toronto. No, who am I kidding? I can't feel sorry for Toronto uh, ever. Um, but yeah, go figure. The night the night goals are coming fast and furious. You know, you have Otto against Nashville tomorrow night. There's no four. There's there is a four. You know, it's gonna be odd. Nashville plays at home and then goes Tuesday up into Detroit. And there's a, there's a lot of weirdness here. You know, good good example. I mean, look. You know, Boston does the Alberta double. That's fair. I mean, that's that's a back-to-back you kind of expect. Um, let's see. Let me try to. Los Angeles goes from Chicago to Winnipeg. I mean, that's not that bad. But that Nashville one just reeks of stupidity. I I don't. I still don't understand. I yeah, don't understand the schedule and, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, distance-wise, it's not terrible. But you're it's talking about another uh, time zone here. Absolutely, and you know, obviously, Los you know Los Angeles plays Chicago, like we said. Uh, that should that should be a lot of fun to watch, especially you know we want to see what happens. You know, Chicago can follow up their their amazing seven goal outburst, where they actually looked like a viable team on the power play for once uh, against an LA team that's struggled a bit of late, to be honest. And then there, of course, there's everybody's favorite team, not really. The Vegas Golden Knights, who had the best record in the NHL. Just so, as everyone expected at this time. I totally here. called it at the beginning of the season. Though, to be fair, I did say they would make the playoffs on on the show. Yeah, and I said the they would be competitive. Yeah, I figured they would make the playoffs mostly because they wouldn't play John Merrill, and I've been proven kind of right there. They haven't played Merrill hardly at all uh, in, in, in a prominent role anyway. And... You know, the less they have to play guys like Merrill and Spieza, the better off they would be. But, you know, now to do a couple injuries and illnesses, they kind of had to. Okay, okay. that doesn't get old. I'm watching this for like the upteenth million time. But I want the curling with Phil Kessel is the best Jeff um, on the internet today. I, I do like the hot dog hammer. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yes, look, for those that don't know, Phil Kessel does not really like hot dogs. However... Don't tell that to certain members of the Toronto media. Still, exactly. Yeah, they still they still carry that grudge to this day. But it it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, 
yeah, you have a good if you have a good sense of humor. Uh, the la- the la- the la- the last curl the last stone I mean hot dog thrown is, is <laughs> makes that video it really does <laughs> you have to you have to watch it go on YouTube search you know search <laughs> Bill Bill Kessel curling and thank us later or yes thank thank us really later. I, I, either way uh and the other thing folks the show will be available by breakfast time on on iTunes. That's at least the way that we, we this often goes. Um, JVR ties it for Toronto. He needs to come home. Um, I would I would love to see that happen by the trade deadline, but I don't think it's going to. Uh, but players need to come home to New Jersey. JVR, you know John Carlson, you know Colonia, New Jersey. We don't acknowledge his first nine years in Massachusetts. No, 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 we don't. Um, we just don't. His formative years were here, so we we we, we hold on to that for for dear life or something. It sounded it sounded. And Mitch like Marner makes it two one, so so much I'm, for that. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, to be fair, Detroit Detroit played. Yeah, you know, it, Detroit's like on a weird weird schedule too. Uh, when when you look at it, um, you know, it'll be their when they play on Tuesday, Timmy. It'll be their fourth game in six nights. And obviously tonight's their third and fourth, and uh, it, it it's showing fast and furious. Mm-hmm. It, and by the way, we are going to be doing a lot of complaining about this come playoff time. But mm-hmm. just look at the uh, conference standings right now. You will see one, two, and three are all in the Atlantic. Yet likely you're going to see a Boston-Toronto first-round series in the winner of that's going to have to face Tampa Bay. And I, for all team parties involved there, it just puts everyone at a disadvantage. It's going to be a very entertaining series there, but at the same time, uh, uh, it just puts everyone at a disadvantage there. Am I going to throw? Am I going to be the the prick that put, throws the monkey in in the wrench and says Tampa Bay could play Toronto in round one? They could. And the only the only reason why I'm saying that is this. Oh boy, am I gonna get it from Tampa Bay fans here? If you get stonewalled by Eddie Lack, you don't deserve to win the division. Eddie Lack's a nice enough goaltender and a serviceable enough goaltender, but there is no way Eddie Lack should be making forty-eight saves on your team oh. ever. Yeah, talk about a team who needs upgrades too. Tampa. Who would have thought at this point? Tampa. Of the season that... Tampa needs. Needs a couple things. Yeah. Um, they need know, some help on D, especially with need, Edmund's injury. Yeah, because look, Edmund came back and he really he's been okay, but he hasn't been quite himself yet. Mm-hmm. I still I still think he's got like about another week or two before he gets into mm-hmm. you know, he gets more closer to his his, his usual play. And the rain, uh, Lightning and Rangers have made deals in the past, so I would not be surprised if they're the team uh, who winds up with uh, Ryan McDonough at all. I, I think considering that they, the Rangers fleeced them with Callahan, <laughs> I think there's something, there's something there at least. It yeah. doesn't mean that a trade is going to happen, but there's at least some kind of, you know, okay, you, wash our, you scratch our backs, we scratch yours, but... The thing is, too, Boston has three games in hand on Tampa. They have four games in hand on Toronto. 
the only team in that division that has games in hand on Boston is Florida. And that ends tonight, obviously, because Florida's playing their 56th game. Florida is the one team right now, and I, I, I hate to say this, Timmy, that no one would want to play in the playoffs. Okay, not. Because, and this is the reason. It's not necessarily that they would win a first-round matchup with most any of the teams listed. But you would be tired as hell after playing them. I mean, yeah. you watch their games, and it's just like, it's, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, adjusting to the Islanders' pace. Florida's top two lines are probably as fast or arguably faster. And just think where they could have been had um, Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchizo still been on the team. They actually uh, would be toward maybe. the uh, top of the Atlantic. Uh, maybe not so much, but they'd be well ahead in the wild card race, I think. Yeah, I would, I would think that they would at least, I mean, look, would they be in third place in this division? I don't know. But would they be around, say, 70 points? Probably. I think so. Yeah, well, you consider that Toronto's played 60 games. So uh, if you split the difference between the top three teams and, say, Florida was at about a 58-game, you know, that round that number, they would be around. They would probably be around 68 to 72 points. I, I don't doubt it. Um, and right now, I mean, they've managed to right the ship enough. They're They're back above 500. They've won eight of their last 11. Um, Luongo's back. Uh, he looked he looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, they had they they could not rush him back. They just they just couldn't. And it it made a lot of sense for them to wait as long as they did because you know, Luongo's approaching 40. Also, for those jumping on the Penguins bandwagon, you better hope they go on a really hot run because if any team need, needs home ice uh, throughout the pl- playoffs, it's Pittsburgh. The only the only counter I will argue that for is for the Metro Division. They're pretty good home or road against the Metro this year. Yes. But well, if, really, if, if, if we're wanna... going into crunch time, say conference finals or even Stanley Cup, they're going to need That's that home ice. Story. I think they will. Um, I think they, to be honest, they'd have a problem against Boston. They have a problem against Tampa Bay. I don't think they would have a problem against Toronto. Uh, to That's a, a sneaky hit. matchup, though. It's a sneaky matchup, but look, you know what? To be honest, it's going to come down to their health. It really is. If they can stay, if they can stay healthy, then. Pittsburgh should be okay. Mm-hmm. But if they have what they had last year, where literally Matt Murray gets tear, tear, you know, partially tears a groin muscle before, you know, game one. Um, you know, that, that, that's a huge problem, Timmy. I mean, they cannot have a catastrophic injury before or as the playoffs are starting again. I don't think they're repeating anyway. No. And, and, the 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 reasons why I have that is, all right, Riley Sheehan is not scoring two goals ever again. That that's that's one thing. And how bizarre is tonight's game for for Columbus? Okay, you're not you're not going to believe this if I told you this. Cindy Crosby has lost ten of eleven faceoffs tonight. I can't remember the last time that that has happened. 
I remember a couple times it was close, but not like that. And, you know, Crosby really has done nothing tonight. He has one shot on goal, and he has one scoring chance. That's it. He, he's been He's been held off. And weirdly enough, so has Malkin. Yeah, Malkin yeah. Has, you're, you're looking at this with all role players that have... Yeah, Malkin, um, Malkin had the one assist early. On the, on, you know, he had the nice pass to Dumoulin on, on the, uh, you know, shot from the point. But, I mean, really, that's it. He, you know, he has one scoring chance, you know, besides, obviously, the goal. Um, you know, Shane scored twice. Here we go. Shane Dumoulin, uh, Zach Axton Reese, and, you know, I mean, Jake Gunsel isn't a role player necessarily. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of being sort of like the third line slash second line hybrid role right now. And he's been effective, you know, in it because he's not facing top competition as often. So that's kind of worked. But, yeah, this has been like a bizarre sort of night. Uh, (laughs) If you're Columbus, you're just going, ugh. Could this stop? Seriously. I mean, you kind of have to feel for them. Um, Columbus hasn't taken a penalty tonight. They've been they've been very disciplined. Columbus is one of the best teams in the league when it comes to, uh, you know, taking penalties. They don't take that many. That's still not going to matter. They're easily going to get beat 5-2. And, I mean, if that, you know, this score holds, let's see, by math, and by the power vested in some crazy junk. I mean, this is going to push. Pittsburgh will be in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Now, granted, Washington has a few games in hand. I understand. You know, I get it, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Um, but. If you had called this at the beginning of the season, you know, that Pittsburgh would fall that far down and come back like this, you're crazy. So, yeah, it's it's going to be something else. Uh, By the way, just a few things before we get into all all the trades. Uh, San Jose has scored again. Make it 2-zip. don't worry, I didn't. I didn't expect Melker Carlson to score either. But naturally, Pavelski has that. That that line has been on fire for the last four or five games. So I guess maybe I should have. Um, and, and it's goofy too because if if you if you look at some of the number, numbers just from this game, Ben Bishop has seen three shots. Both scoring chances from that that Pavelski line, Timmy. Two chances, two goals. Just just putting it out there. Weird, but true. Dallas has actually dominated most of the first 12 minutes, and it's do nothing in San Jose. And that's kind of something that has been going on a lot in the last ten, eight to ten games for San Jose. San Jose hasn't been impressive. But they've been very opportunistic. It'd be interesting to see if that continues. That might be that might be something as far as a correction of sorts to look into. Uh, wow. So by the way, Timmy, Dennis Malgin 
bloody nobody scored. Bloody nobody who was, like, given up for dead. It's 10th of the year, Noah. 10th of the year, nonetheless. From Michael Matheson, another one of those fantasy guys that, you know, just got given up for dead after, you know, Florida fell flat on its face early. And Nick Bookstad, who actually is having a halfway decent season. Um, yeah, of course, you know, the usual suspects have like a bunch of scoring chances already, but it's Malgin on, from the second power play unit, mind you. That, that scores for Florida. That's been a nice, nice story of sorts. Um, Florida's second power play unit has better numbers than the first power play unit over the last 25 games. That's something else. Um, by the way, uh, Bookstad is now up to 29 points on the season, which, I mean, isn't super impressive, but considering how bad he was last year, it is significant because he's kind of getting back to what he was, um, you know, around 2015 where he was a 2020 guy. So, you know, I guess, I guess it's, I guess it truly is coming back for him. And that's, that's, at least good news for Florida because they needed they needed that after um, the fiasco of giving up basically two of your better you know players to protect essentially Alex Petrovich, which oh still one of the biggest blunders I think I've ever seen in an expansion draft history of my life. Um, but, but that is definitely rough. All right, it's eight thirty. It's time, Timmy. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to hear and experience is something for the if you're faint of heart at all and have a weak stomach or constitution, you probably should not listen to this portion of the show. <laughs> you you you, you, ju- you just shouldn't. It, it's it's just something that is not necessarily a good idea. Um This is this is going to be a lot of fun. We are going into the HF Board Trade Rumors Forum. We will not get in trouble with this because we are not partnered with HF Boards anymore. So we're safe. (laughs) And we can no longer have the um, fastest lock threads in HF Boards history if anyone surpasses us. So... Please, someone surpass us so this misery uh, can finally come to a close. Exactly. Now, here, here's here's an amusing thing um, that often gets talked about in this. Trade rumors, and this is in the little snippet on the side when you when you highlight it. Trade rumors, transaction, and free agent talk. Rumors must use the rumor prefix in thread title. Proposals must contain the proposal prefix in the thread title. Again, submit it for your approval or disapproval. This will be fun. Now, of course, there's a bunch of sticker things and everything else and blah, 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 blah. At least it makes it easier to look at. I I, 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 I will say that. Um, now, I guess... The question is, Timmy, where do we begin? Because there's a couple, there's a couple funny ones in here, uh, right off the bat. We will save um, 
we will save the one I sent you a little later. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me make sure I don't screw that up. Um, yeah, because that's, that's important. This one is, because obviously when you're going through it on HF board, all right, so that's going to be Chicago, Boston. Okay, I think I know where that one is. Um, I just had to make sure that it was. Oh, here we go. We got a beauty here. Now I think this is just uh, this is Oilers um, Islanders. I do think this is straight trolling, if nothing else. So t please take that with a grain of salt. So we have two deals here. In both uh, instances, the user is channeling his inner Peter Shirelli. Uh, the first deal is trading Leon Dreisaitl for Adam Pellick, straight up. That's the first deal. The second deal. Uh, New York Islanders, 2018 first round, get a 2018 first round pick and a 2018 second round pick from Edmonton for Ryan Pollock. Oh boy. Oh God. Well, we're off to a bang here, aren't we? Um, uh, again, I do think this guy. He even mentioned it. He's channeling his inner Peter Shirelli here. So take he, it. He, yeah, he is. He is going. Once you go full Chiarelli, you cannot go back. Um, wow, that is that is definitely interesting. I mean, I'm, let's see. Let me look at some. Some of these are outright s sensible. Um, and by the way, there's uh, in this uh, forum, there's another suggested that they do a separate forum simply to bash uh, Chiarelli's past moves. That's fair. Okay, so yeah. that part makes kind of sense. All right, look, this one, I. I this one I like just because it, it it's fun it it isn't funny but it's kind of comical in the sense that if you're an Islanders fan you're going really um, to the Islanders Charlie Coyle and either Luke Coonan or Joel Erickson Eck along with a third round pick in 2018 for the services of Anders Lee oh people come on. I mean, the Islanders don't need Joel Erickson Eck. You can't play defense. They need a defensive center in the worst way. Yep. I mean, John Tavares. Really Coyle is not a defensive center either. So right, that's and cool. neither is yeah, neither Coyle or Erickson Eck are defensive centers, and Luke Kunin is a decent enough prospect in all. And uh, you throw in a third round pick in 2018 for a 30 goal score. Yeah, granted, he's now, now granted he is playing with John Tavares, so he has a lot to do with that. But thirty goals is thirty goals. Yeah, especially when you're considering that. Look, let's be honest. Anders Lee could score thirty goals in a phone booth. He really could. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got that good of a shot, and in close, Anders Lee is one of those guys on the power play that just scares goalies. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like he has that fast of a shot, but suddenly the puck is in the net. So, All right. okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. And we're scrolling on down. We got one more Islanders-related one. This is bad. <laughs> God help us. Islanders lose to St. Louis, John Tavares and Cal Clutterbuck. For Robbie Fabry, Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Sabaka, and a 2019 first-round pick. My, 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 my shredded knees hurts thinking of this one. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbie Fabry. Um, what? Are you serious? 
and yet we are. Um, these are real. The, yes, these are real proposals on a chipboard. We're, we're not joking. And, we, and, we, and then the user has to call say, I know how everyone criticizes, but no one wants to tell me why this is so bad. Oh, boy. You know what, though? I mean, you know, every so right often. Him. Uh, He's sticking with his guns. He, he, is go, he is doubling down. I mean, all right, here, here we go. I, I I laugh at this only because this is this is never going to happen. Although I mean, if it was another team, this this one would actually make sense to me. I mean, I can't laugh at this one as much as I should. Um, this is from the user Blind Squirrel. Yeah, and his avatar has a, a from the old well not a, I can't even say old, but from the TV show Rabbit's Invasion. So. Give him some points for that, at least. All right. To Edmonton, Thomas Tatar and Andreas Athanasiu. To Detroit, Milan Lucic and Kyler Yamamoto. <laughs> just, 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 look, the short version of the logic here is, okay, here we go. Edmonton gains a player in Athanasiu, who is an offensive threat and one of the few players in the NHL who can skate with McDavid. And that is true. Okay, that's fair. All right. You know, Tatar is an excellent complementary winger that excels an intelligent and skilled center in Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton also escapes the contract of Milan Lucic. You know, Timmy, I read that, and it makes a boatload of sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds great, right? I mean, this sounds like something that you would really get behind. And then there's the Detroit end, and you start sitting there and laugh and laugh and laugh some more. Here we go. But here's the Detroit logic from from this poster anyway. Detroit gains a very high upside dynamic player on his entry-level contact to be the cornerstone of the future. Yamamoto is not a cornerstone yet. That's just... No, no, and he's got a lot of work to do in, in the you know in juniors before he gets to that point. Here we go. Lucic adds team toughness to a soft club. Yes, I love the acknowledgement. Yes, his contract is fugly, but should be affordable due to the expiring contract this year and down the line. It gets better. It gets better. And let's be real here. Kenny Holl- Ken Holland will probably waste some of Detroit's cap space on a veteran anyway. He may as well get something good along with him. Okay. Uh, so Kenny Holland is going to waste uh, space on a veteran just before he leaves for Seattle, right? Is that what the new rumor is? That's the newest rumor. So, yeah, I mean, look, there is no way Detroit is doing this trade. Ever, it it it. Look, I will plead plead to this user in this way. You are obviously an Edmonton fan who was hoping for a better season than what you've seen. I understand that. There is one side it, and then there is this trade. <laughs> there really is. Um, no, it's it's not going to happen. Now, don't worry, kids. We have even more, and it get worse. 
Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you thinking I'm thinking uh, two Canadian teams? Ottawa. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> two Ottawa. Troy Brower in exchange for Bobby Ryan. And here's the kicker. The, three, uh, the Senators retain 50% of Ryan's salary. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> no. And no. First off, my hand hurts thinking about this trade. And I'm not kidding. There is no way this is happening. No. Why? And just think about it. If you're buy, just point out, buy out Bobby Ryan. It would cost less. To retain his salary at fifty percent. Look, sometimes I I wonder what the intelligence goes into when we look into some of these trades, Semi. I I do. I mean, look, you know what I'm going to try and do next Sunday. Well, I'm in beautiful Buffalo, by the way. Yes. I am going to try and see if I can get Lyle Richardson on for an hour to go over some of these trade proposals. <laughs> I really do, because, I mean, look, Lyle and I have, have covered a lot of rumors in the past. And we both we both work for my, my NHL trade rumors, and it's a lot of fun to sit there and see how these rumors start, how they get their legs, and then how some of them ultimately just die. Um, and how some of them get picked up by Eklund. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's even a Caps-Canes proposal. Really? The two teams that were Southeast Division rivals are actually going to... I mean... Look, and this trade, by the way, is one for one. Um... The Caps would the Caps would, would would get Justin Falk, and the Hurricanes would get Braden Holpe. No, <laughs> no. Next, seriously. <laughs> I mean, all right. Look, this 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 post was written at one forty three in the morning. I think that's all we need to know about this trade. No, <laughs> no. A lot of these bad proposals are written at odd times. To be fair, you know what? The more I'm looking at it, there is a definite, like, distinct pattern. Um, like almost like the Jacob Silverberg for Sam Bennett proposal. Yeah. Oh, how about this? Jeff Petrie for two second round picks. Anyone, anyone could give up two second round picks for Jeff Petrie. That's the proposal. Really? Yeah. Huh. If Jeff Petrie wore two second-round picks? Oh, boy. That That's just no. No, I mean, it's funny because there's like a Carolina-Toronto one here that isn't half bad. No. But it, Marner, JVR, JVR, and a third for, for Falk and Ajo is actually not half bad. Wow. 
I mean, the only problem the only problem with that is ter- I don't think Toronto would take Falk's contract on. That's the only that's the only general problem I could see with that. And then they're going to eventually have to pay Aho a ton of money. Um, I mean, oh they God! Do, I mean, they would do that. When, wow! Oh no! And then this happened. We're on page two here, and oh, we yeah. have proposals for a giant Ottawa rebuild. I think my head is spinning just looking at this. Is this is this as bad as the value of Zach Parisi on the on the same page? <laughs> it might be worse. Just as bad. So the first oh my is God. Wow. Wayne Simmons, wow. Wayne Simmons and Michael Nuver, possibly a cap dump for Cody Cece, Craig Ag, um, Anderson, and Gagne. Uh. Okay, it gets better. Second trade, Malcolm Subban for Marion Gabryk, Mike Condon, and a fourth-round pick. The Senators retain 50% of Gabryk's contract. That's, that's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> with the Flames, I, Oliver I'm, Collington I'm, and, a 20, and a 2019 third-round pick for Zach Smith and Bar- Mark Barucki. That's not, that's not bad. That's, wow, no, that's, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. All right. That's the uh, one, uh, but we got more. Number four, Ryan Reeves, Darren, <laughs> Darren Sprawn, and a first-round pick from Pittsburgh for Derek Bizzard. Huh? I mean, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. I mean, like, look. I mean, I'll oh, there we go. Chris Stewart for Cleason and a fifth-round pick. Well, that's that's just a toilet flush. Uh, and we got more. Darnell Nurse, Caleb Jones, a second rounder for Mike Hoffman. <laughs> no. Trevor Daly for Edmonton's second round pick in that in a co- corresponding move. All right. <laughs> and then there's one more. Oh boy. P.K. Subban and oh. um and yarn yarn crock and, and and a first round pick to Nashville for one hour Carlson. Oh shit. Why all right. Okay. Dear person who wrote this, you realize that Eric Carlson is going to have to be paid, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's first things first. So, all right, so he would go to Nashville, and Ottawa would just lo- love to take on a $9 million a year contract. Even if they retain, say, a third, that's still $6 million. Yep. They're not going to retain you, half. And then you go into lineups and prospects, and oh, boy. Yeah, you're, you're just asking for it. That's, that's, Ottawa and Nashville are not going to make a trade like that. That's not going to happen, people. It's cute. It looks nice on paper, or I should say, the internet. Uh, now, now, oh, this this one, this one's, I don't know, this one's not really funny. It's almost kind of sad. Um, here we go. Oscar Clefbaum and a 2019 first for Tyson Barry. Okay. Oh. Now, it's interesting. I mean, from this sense, Clefbaum's not a bad player. By any stretch of the imagination. Look, a lot of things have gone wrong in Edmonton, and I understand that. And Clefbaum's to blame for a couple of them, maybe, perhaps. 
but not for everything. And he has been the sacrificial lamb. Um, you know, Andres Sakara is, you know, probably will be better next season. You know, he came back, you know, he came back from that massive ACL injury. And you always can write off that first, you know, half a season or so. So pretty much you could write off this year for him. But the interesting part of this, Colorado gets an upgrade on left defense where they are weaker, and that's somewhat true. Um, you know, because they only have Nikita Zadaroff on the left side at that point. But Tyson Barry is a 50-point-a-year defenseman, t- t- a typical year. They don't grow on trees, last I checked. Nope. You know, and yes, Clefbaum has that booming shot, but for some reason this year, I mean, how much has this year hurt him in in the terms of production? I, I there's not an, really an answer for that. It could be, you know, he could if he went to Colorado, he could bounce back. Sure, but I mean, it just as easily could be a case of where he never gets it. You know, he never gets it back for a couple seasons. Colorado doesn't have that. They're a, they're a building team right now. Mm-hmm. That is probably think, and they further exceeded, along than Edmonton. Yeah, I was going to say they kind of exceed uh, expectations this year, just being in the playoff race. Absolutely, and you know, you know, McKinnon came back today, and I understand that you know this and that and whatever happened, and Connor McDavid had a magic hat trick and all that good stuff, but Edmonton's done this yep. year. They're done. All right. Um, Speaking of two teams who are not done, I'm going. I went in page three, three, just for you, Chris. We talked about James Van Riemsdyk coming back home. Well, guess what? He's part of this trade package. JBR and Connor Carrick for Steve Santini, Miles Wood, and a conditional second round pick if JBR resigns. Huh. You know what's scary? That's not half bad. That's scary. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, look, you know, Santini's a nice, nice sixth defenseman to have when he's utilized right, which is something that John Hines can't figure out if you put a gun to his head. Um. Yeah, I know. I know that's bad, but it's true. It, him and Nazardine cannot manage a defense. They they just can't. Um. Hmm. God, if we could find some way to trade, get JVR, and have Lou be dumb enough to take Travis Dajak's contract. <laughs> Holy good God. Um, Maybe the third line yeah, center that Toronto's looking for. I'm telling you. I mean, they, they, they keep talking about it. And, you know, Dajak's played a little better in the last 10 or 12 games, except for tonight. Um, yep. uh, but we got one that's just as bad. I'm going to go two, not just one, two trade proposals, not as bad as the Ottawa list of rebuilds. But here we go. Uh, first move, Calgary and Philadelphia. Troy oh Brower God. and John Gillies for Dale Weiss, straight up. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Calgary in a dream scenario because they want to apparently get rid of Troy Bauer's contract so bad, which, okay, I get that. And then we trade John Gillies, who is a pretty good goalie in his own right that could eventually 
if not start for Calgary, at least be a very good backup. For Dale, I, yeah, have how many years on a contract I never should have been signed for? Um, oh, no. No, people. No. Oh, no, this is, was this trade made, oh, my God, this trade was made breakfast time on Friday. Yep, and then it gets better. Oh, no. oh God. Why, uh, Two Vancouver and Philadelphia, Thomas Vanek and Eric Goodbranson for uh, 2018 second, fifth, and seventh round pick Brandon Manning and um, Taylor Weyer. In a, in a word? No. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Just say no. Okay. Look, look, we rarely say this, but drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very bad. Okay. Okay. Now, how do I have the feeling this is going to get better? Um, yeah, that, that mega trade is, wow, right at the end of page three for me, too, Timmy. <laughs> the, the mega trade that we haven't. Oh, oh God. It involves, yeah. Does it involve another team that we talked about earlier? It it, it does a little bit, yes. Oh boy, oh, we're gonna we're gonna skip the the trade that we're holding off on just just because. Um, I I I still I still like I still like the um, Elliot Freeman. Um, Panthers are a stealth option for Max Pacioretty. I don't understand that one. I, I know, I know, free. It's almost like the Kiprios with the Eric Carlson. It's not, it's not quite on that level, but it's close. And I even called Freeman out a couple of weeks ago. I think on a Devils rumor that he had, and I'm like, dude, there is just no way you got that from anybody in the Devils organization. And he got actually got into an argument with me about it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And he's like, how are you so sure about this? And I, I flat out said to him. It's like there is nobody in the organization, there's no scouts going to that team at all. None. Zero. Zilch. It's not happening. The Devils and the team that it would be, I was like, the Devils don't have the pieces to make that kind of trade. They just don't. And they're not giving up Miles Wood. At least not yet. It's like, no. Um... <laughs> Oh, let's get one straight up. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Chicago, Toronto. Brandon Saad for JBR. You know what's weird? It's halfway decent. You have to add a lot to that. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to add things, but on the surface, it's it's not that horrible. I mean, Sod five on five has been very good this year. It's just, it's just the power play where Sod has just failed miserably. Um, you know, JVR is what he is. I mean, he's not very good defensively, but offensively, he's still JVR. You know, he's James Van Riemsdyk. Uh, you know, he still has fifty-five to sixty-point upside. Absolutely. Um, ah, you know, that's that's rough. I mean. 
personally, I don't think Van Riemsdyk would go to a team like Chicago, although you never know. And again, like you said, Timmy, pieces would definitely have to be moved around and such for that, that to happen. Because look, again, you know, Toronto is at that, you know, level, standard playing contract level. Of, they're at the max. They're at 50. So they have to move things around themselves. Um, you know, that, actually, no, I'm sorry. They moved Sashnikov, so that's 49. But still, they're they're too close. And I think they want to they want to move things around. They want to they want to be around 47 or 48. So, at at the very least, um, I I just can't see that. I I couldn't see that fitting in. At least in the Shanna plan, as it's been called. Hey, I didn't take the. I'm not taking credit for it because I'm not the one that called it the Shanna plan. That's a key point in this. But it it gets better. It, it does. It does get better. Do we go with the mega trade? I think it may be time to me. Um, we have two of them actually. One on page three, and then the one we saved. Hey. Uh, Montreal and the Islanders. Yes. Carey Price, Alex Galchenyuk, Michael McCarron, and Daniel Carr for Anthony. Belvier, Andrew Ladd, Thomas Grice, Ilya Sorkin, Michael Delcall, and a 2018 first-round pick, the lower of the two. Yep. Wow. Wow. Somebody actually proposed that with a straight face. Yep. I I I'm, I didn't drink enough tonight, Timmy. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I I I need more alcohol after that one. <laughs> and what wow. the response is, we should have Drew in to make it enticing. Wow. Is this as, is this as, as bad as that Mega Montreal Islanders one? Yeah, this is the Montreal Islanders one. I know, but I know, but yeah, wow, right. Yeah, but there's a there's another one on here that's just almost as ridiculous. Price, Kalchenyuk, McCarron, and Carr. Yeah. Wow, that's just I I just you know I'm just there's a second one that's as bad, but it's it's more from from the lower lower end, and I'm just reading this and I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, okay, Timmy just read read the first one and I'm going, yeah, that's so much worse and. Wow, I mean, it, it's just it's just funny because there's there's no way. <laughs> Where do you begin here? The Islanders are not taking on Carey Price's contract for the next seven years. Yes, at, uh, at, at because they will million. essentially have to give up signing John Tavares. Right, they have they wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be able to sign Tavares. Okay, that's that's one thing. They're also picking up Galchenyuk. Carries a pretty hefty fight. Who's going to carry a pretty hefty fight? Price tag himself. Um, Michael McCarron is near Bustville, almost. You know, and and okay, Daniel Carr is a nice complimentary forward who could be pretty good in this league if he's ever given play, play playing time. Okay, that's great. Now, 
the Islanders the Islanders would be unloading Andrew Ladd. So Montreal would have to take on that contract. Ooh, I don't think they're doing that. Anthony Beauvillier is a nice piece. Okay, that's that's established. The uh, Montreal is not taking back Thomas Grice. Come on, people. I mean, Ilya Sorokin is a nice is a nice prospect and everything. That's that's cute. Um, you know, Michael Dalcol is what he is. I still think Dalcol is a little right now as currently you know projected is a little too slow to play in the league right now. I think he needs like a year or two of hard skating lessons. Um, you know, and then obviously the lower of the two draft picks, come on. I mean, come up with something a little better. There's no way Montreal is trading Gary Price. That that For that alone, it's just like, eh, you know, you just deserve to No, it's not going to happen. Um, and then there's this, Timmy. I, 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 look, and we always say this. When a person has on the first line of their trade proposal, all right, I'm going to get so much hate for this, but you know it's bad. And you know it's excessively bad. Okay. St. Louis would trade... I don't even think I could get through this with a straight face. I really can't. But I'm going to try it anyway. Vladimir Tarasenko, Paul Stastny, and Jake Allen. Buffalo would trade Jack Eichel, Evander Kane, Robin Lehner, a first in 2019 and a second in 2018. Wait, 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 wait. The last line, last line equally makes this even funnier. Keep in mind, I'm not attempting to take your first round pick this year, Buffalo. Okay. I get you need elite players to win a Stanley Cup. That's fair. But why am I trading elite player for elite player? Uh... Okay, no, and Jake Allen right now is a mess. Paul Stastny is a defensive center, basically, masquerading as a top-six forward. All right, and I'm going to trade him for Eichel, who, when he's healthy, he's a generational player, like Tarasenko, okay? I mean, that that part of it, all right, I could kind of see that. But Evander Kane is somehow going to survive. No. No, no, no. That's not going to happen. Robin Lehner only plays well against Ottawa and a few select teams. And then I have to give up two high draft picks, potentially, on top of it? No. no Wait, it's, it's Buffalo that has to give up the draft picks. Yeah, that's the kicker in this. Buffalo has to, you know... And Buffalo and Buffalo is aging before our eyes with this trade as well. I'm just saying that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Wait, somebody speculated the value of Sidney Crosby, and nobody has replied ten first round draft picks yet. It's a lot threat, and no one will. Yeah, I know that's the problem. I really come on, people. That would have been funny. 
I mean, this, oh, by the way, the, the St. Louis Buffalo blockbuster was locked in about 20, not even 20 minutes. So that tells you right there what people thought about that one. All right. Do we go into another walk thread? Those are fun. Um, I think we, we've been saying on this for a while. I, 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 I've been saying on this all day. I got to get out there. Let's do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt Belusky and Anton Hubdobin for Jonathan Taze. That Blackhawks retain 50% of Taze's salary and the Bruins retain 50% of Belusky's salary. Um, uh, I don't know what's weirder tonight. That trade proposal or the fact that Michael Boddicker scored two goals in the first period? <laughs> this is tougher than it, than it sounds, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Holy. <laughs> the best response, response. The best story I have for apps. Now, if only Kopitar was available for Sean Corelli and Zane McIntyre. No, that one, that that's that's a good comeback. That really is. Wow. Okay. That one. Yeah, the replies on this. The replies on this this trade proposal to me are better than the actual trade. Yeah. Um. By by the way, just for people that are wondering, Ben Bishop gave up four goals on five shots tonight. Just letting people know. Just putting it out there. And there's a re- response for. Uh, snapshot shot saying, saying that this is clearly a troll thread. No, the one that was clearly a troll thread was um, the Edmonton Islanders proposal. Yeah, that was actually much, much worse when you really think about it. Yes. And that was done with intent. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, Yakupov 64. Um, well, how about, the, how about this one, Timmy? Can you believe Carrie Letton has played better than Ben Bishop this year? Uh, not really, no. Crazy enough, and Dallas is getting above average goaltending to boot. I mean, aside from tonight, obviously. Uh, but going into the, tonight, Dallas had a save percentage of nine eighteen. You know, Bishop's number. You know, Bishop was right at a nine nineteen. Letton was at nine eighteen. Um, you know, and to boot, even, you know, their numbers right across the board are you know, reasonably close enough. I mean, the fact, it actually goals against, uh, Lettinen actually is a, a fraction, a fraction lower, which is something else in of itself. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, this would make Peter Chiarelli a real genius if this happened. <laughs> Brock oh. Besser straight off for Leon Dreisaitl. Holy shit. Oh, come on. Wow. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I think I've seen one that's worse. Okay. Here, here we go. Edmonton Auto Trade. What page are we on here? Uh, I am on the beginning of five. Oh, wow. You made it that far. 
I, 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 well, see, mine doesn't, mine has less, I think has less trades per page. I think I set it that way on purpose. So, um, okay. Yeah, this one, this one, to be fair, hasn't had a reply in a while. The last reply was like 9.55 on Thursday. So, from Highbrow. I, I love some of these names. I'm not going to lie. Um, here, here we go. Mike Hoffman and this year's first round pick for Leon Dreisidel and Patrick Maroon. Okay. So Hoffman's on a pretty good contract, right? You know, I would consider it pretty good. And they're going to acquire Dreisidel and Maroon which would more than double their budget on a team that wants to pare down payroll because, let's face it, Eugene Melnick has to take a loan out for his own loan to pay the team. Uh, no. <laughs> Come on! What are you people thinking? Seriously, I, I want I want what you're smoking. Um... And it, and it and it gets this this page has some real gems in here too. Um, I mean, there's some really weird ones. I mean, this is the page that has the ha, had the uh, the Santini the New Jersey Toronto trade. I mean, yep. Um, you know, but I mean, there's some there's some fun ones. Uh, I mean, and just a one quiz proposal to Philly. No, that's not going to happen. We're not even reading that. Uh, no, that doesn't even that doesn't even deserve the no. It's not look, and especially after today with the amusing, uh, you know, quips from some Rangers media like why would, you know, why would we trade him to Philly and then Philly Philly media countering why would we want him at this point? Um, that in itself was pretty. That was a pretty amusing, um, you know, back and forth between the two media. Uh, I, I I I do have to look at it though. I love I the only reason why I I want to read this part of it is just because it it's it's funny. I'm basically stealing this idea from Justin Bourne and his thoughts on thoughts feature over on the Athletic. Here is a link to the original article. I think it's worth a read. My apologies for stealing the idea. He had to say it twice. That's the only reason why I wanted to read that part of it, just because it's so goddamn bad. Um, is this is this as bad as Jonathan Taze for Shea Weber, straight up? Nope, I got one more for you on that. Oh, Montreal oh. and Chicago, two original six franchises. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taze and uh, Brandon Saad for Max Pacioretty and Alex Galchenyuk. You know what's sad in that trade? Chicago would benefit immensely from him. Oh my that god! Trade. And that's why they're saying Bergevin would do this trade in a heartbeat. You know the sad part is, probably would. Yep. It's never gonna happen though. No. But still, it, 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 because Jonathan Taze is owed ten and a half million dollars as well. <laughs> exactly, and that's the, you know the dollar so you amount have is just ten like, and a half to price, ten and a half to Taze, seven point seven for Weber. 
Wow. Yeah, that would have yes, to get really Yes, the salary cap is going up, but you still don't have any money to pay for your remaining entry-level deals that are expire if you happen to draft well in um, in the next few years. Normally, you have uh, money to um, go into free agency and address some of the other needs. I mean, some of these are hilarious. I, I just saw another one, patch already for Nick Bookstat straight up. <laughs> Basically, oh, but oh, but oh, we can add we can add picks in if this a little bit better. Um, some some of the other ones that are that are pretty funny. Uh, oh God, these are these are just some of these some of these are just next level r- ridiculous. Uh, oh God, hmm. Chicago Edmonton a barn burner here. Jonathan Tate, Brandon Saad, and Alex DeBrincat for Leon Dreisaitl, Milan Lucic, and Kyler Yamamoto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Edmonton is not taking on a guy that, you know, is making $10.5 million on top of having McDavid already, who's making 12 and change. It makes no sense. No. It's bad. I mean, it's bad enough that they had to take on, you know, they have Dreisaitl at the amount he's at, plus McDavid. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot. That That's just a number that, no, there's, there's it just, it doesn't make any, any sense. Um, but, but wait, it gets worse. It gets worse. It okay, gets worse. we got uh, Tampa. We're going Tampa. Going oh, all in Jesus. on Eric Carlson and Ryan McDonough this trade deadline. The first is Eric Carlson with some retention for Mikhail Sergachev, a first-round pick this year and a 2019 second-round pick. But wait, we get Michael, Ryan McDonough and 50% retention to Rangers for Calfoot, Brett Howden, Taylor Radish, and a second-round pick, conditional first in 2019 at the Lightning go to the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, this guy forgets that Kucherov um, is due for a hefty extension when mm-hmm. uh, McDonough and Carlson are all, are on the market. Uh, boy. Yeah, and Kucherov's going to get a lot of money. I mean, even even if he doesn't look. Stamco signed for essentially a sweetheart of a deal at what what was it eight and a half million a year basically. Yeah. The key to Kudrop is not signing at eight and a half million dollars a year, even with Florida's wonderful income tax laws. That's not happening. He's getting ten. He's getting ten in Tampa. I mean, sorry, you know, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, some of these are just borderline. Brian Hartman for Sam Bennett, straight up. Weren't these with the one-for-one straight-up trades? Hey, you know what? I mean, at least it's a little bit different. There's some there's yep. some varieties of these. I mean, Ryan Hartman for Sam Bennett isn't terrible. It's not great. No. Because, I mean... Chicago's taking on more salary, obviously. Oh. Oh. Oof. Oof. Oh, no. 
Montreal trades Max Pacioretty a fifth round pick for Radic Fasca and Nicholas Hansen. Bob. Um, and no. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. And the second one, Thomas Placanic, Paul Byron, and a third round pick for to Pittsburgh for a second round pick, Connor Sherry and Dominic Simon. I don't think Jim Rutherford's that bloody stupid. At least I'd hope not. And you got to remember, I mean, Placanic was making six million a year. Pittsburgh um, probably would need some retention somewhere in there along the line because they're not get re- getting rid of much salary and, and no, no, not at all. So, uh, I, I I love some of these. I mean, are are just you know, obviously you know some of the, throwing some of the speculation in. Depending on depending on the source, Boston is apparently willing to listen to offers. You know, as far as Brendan Carlo, it fetches at McDonough. That's like a fifty-fifty thing. It, that depends on the source, literally, and it flip it flips every day. Um, at least some some of the places that I've I've been looking at, uh, Timmy. Uh, you know, and then you have just then you just have this. Wait for it. Oilers Rangers trade. I just had to. I don't want to do this, but it's just it's there. Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, and Brady Shea for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Oscar Clefbaum, Jesse Pogliarvi, and a 2018 second round pick. That's not really helping either team. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, oh, this is bad. This is another one. Mm-hmm. Brandon Carlo, Jake DeBrus, Charlie McAvoy, and David Pasternak for Oliver Ekman Larson, Anthony Duclair, who's been gone, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Domi, and a um, and Arizona's first round pick. No. Just no. Whoever, the, yeah. Wait, is that 2018 though? I, I think so. And he didn't label it, I mean, so I, mean, I would assume. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. It, it if it's 2000, obviously if it's 2018, it tips. It t- does actually tip it a tiny bit, but yeah, not but, not a, not nearly enough. I mean, you know, if that was the number one pick this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah would arguably help, but given Arizona's luck when it comes to the draft lottery, I'm not banking my reputation considering Don Sweeney has taken a number of hits, some which have been vindicated, obviously, uh, this year in particular. But why would I risk making that trade if I'm not getting the top pick? No, it doesn't make any damn sense. It just doesn't. But I like the I like the attempt though, at least. Oh no, this is bad. Another bad one. 
Buffalo is in rebuilding mode, yet uh, for some reason they think they, this user needs, um, thinks the Sabres need better and help. Patrick Kane and Doug Keith for Casey Milstead, Sam Reinhardt, Zach Bacosian, Matt Molson, uh, tw- and a 2019 first-round pick, and Nylander. The younger Nylander. Okay. So you're going to bring Patrick Kane back home where he gets into more trouble than he can ever dream of. Oh, God. Come on. People, use some common sense. Just for that part of it all. Never mind the rest of it, Timmy. Look, yeah, because I totally, if I'm Buffalo and I'm trying to totally rebuild my team, yeah, and Chicago's not taking that kind of package in a month of Sundays for Patrick Kane. Ever. They're not that stupid. They're just not. There, there's no way that's ever happening. Um, I mean, this is. By the way, we're on page seven, and yeah. we are definitely going to need to shower and drink after this because I oh, feel no. I really feel dirty looking at this, and I'm, for obvious reasons, we are going to need a few beers and drink. Oh, by the way, it's now five. It's five nothing, San Jose. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> and Florida and Winnipeg are as fun as advertised. So, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Timmy. This game has hysterically been awesome to watch. Uh, just just for the pace alone. Um, but by the way, Trocheck did get did get an assist on the power play. Um. Apparently, I had, I had cursed Florida's uh, power play first power play unit enough, so naturally they would score. Makes makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, Jesus, these are some of these are just so bad. The dry settle to the Rangers one is just off. I, I I'm not even reading it. it. It's just it's just too bad for words. Um. It's funny because you were talking about, um, you know, you know Pittsburgh trading like Simon and Sheary and stuff. I can't believe this one. All right. Can I can I even read this with a straight face? I'm going to try to. Okay, the Penguins get J.T. Miller. The Rangers would get Sheary, Sprong, and the Penguins' first-round pick from 2018? Uh, no. No. First off, the obvious, bitter division rivals, not necessarily something that would stop a trade, but something that definitely would make you pause when you especially read something that's lopsided. Uh, that's first. You know, Second, again... Cap space, cap space, cap space, and cap space, uh, along with the size order of cap space. Okay, 
the username is Kasperi Kapanen. And I think that may be all you need to know about this trade proposal. All right. Three St. Louis Blues to make them cup favorites. Le- Move number one, Leon Dreisaitl and Matt Benning for Colton, Pareko, and Patrick Berglund. Move number two, Carey Price for Jacob Allen, Robert Thomas, and St. Louis 2019 first-round pick. And just for good measure, move number three, sign Mike Green as an unrestricted free agent. Oh, because that's totally getting. The, uh, that's going to work. Sure. Sure that's going to work. I sometimes question humanity, Timmy. Yep. This is one of those cases. Yep, the salary cap. And by the way, this thread was locked. Let's see what what time this. Had to be locked pretty quick. Yeah, 11 responses. Um, They don't have a time stamp, just February 10th, 2018. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess, it would probably be, oh, um, 15 minutes or so. Yeah, Maybe. that's probably that right. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like, that's like this one. Tavares to Tur- Toronto. <laughs> Why? Come on. Just, you don't do this. And it's and it's funny and hilarious because all right, the guy sets up the trade for the trade. Okay, first he has Toronto pawning off Bozak for a second and a prospect. Then he has them somehow pawning off Komarov for a third and a prospect, which is even more ludicrous than the Bozak one. I mean, Bozak at least it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I could see getting a second maybe even a very low-level prospect, perhaps. Um, this is all the setup for Tavares for a first, second, and third of this year, mind you, and two high-level prospects. Do you read All East Nation? Um, I lost myself at uh, two high-level prospects. Yeah, I mean, that's just there's there's no way. I mean, first off, you have to make the trade and a trade to get to the trade. Mm-hmm. Ask Bob Gainey how that worked out during the 2010. Actually, it was it the I think it was what the 09 trade deadline. Yes. When he tried to get Hosa from Atlanta. No, 08, yeah. Yeah, 08, actually. But he was trying to get Hosa for Atlanta, and he made he made the deal and then got stuck because he couldn't make the second deal to swing. And then at 255, Pittsburgh came in and dealt for Hosa. Just saying. You're expecting your GM and Lord and Savior, Lou Lamarillo, along with, you know, the brain trust there, to make two trades beforehand, then pull off a blockbuster. 
See how it worked out for Don Sweeney in the 2015 draft? Hey, you know what? You wanted to trade those three first-round picks, and, you know, it didn't work, but I saw the um, philosophy under that. Try to trade those three first-round picks they had 13, 14, and 15 and move up. Yeah, I mean... And I don't think by, it would have made a difference that season, but had they gone up and drafted Hannafin, then you look at the next year and you draft McAvoy, and wow, that's what. And then you put Carlo in there as your uh, right shot defenseman. That's a pretty damn good group. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's worked out. You know that 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 not happening actually worked out for mm-hmm. Boston far better than anybody could have expected. Um. But yeah, I mean, some of some of these are downright downright crazy. Um, that <laughs> the Evander Kane, the Boston one, is is pretty hysterical too. Um, just just for Kane does not Evander Kane does not want to go to Boston. He's publicly stated it even. Um, you know, it's it's nothing personal. It's just he doesn't want to go there. Um, I mean, I mean, some of these are just. Oh, I mean, then there's this one. Wait, did you read this? One? I don't know if you read. Otto, did you read the Ottawa and Edmonton one with uh, Carlson? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, oh God, just, just, I. I uh, I'm gonna try and read this one. All right, folks. When you read this and you try to read this more than once, you're just no, you're not you're not going to believe this. But here we go. Ottawa would get the following: Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Adam Larson, Jesse Polarby, and the 2018 first and second round picks. For Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman. This like, trade by the, this, this this trade, by the way, was made by the user Hale McJesus. Jesus. I like the name. I'm not Man. going to lie. But alright. Wait, the rationale in this is more fun. Now the fact that this I don't think this trade is trade this this thread has even been locked is also more impressive uh, maybe disturbing. Um this is essentially a Ryan Nugent Hopkins for a Hoffman swap, uh fifty point center for sixty point winger, and Eric Carlson for a top four, maybe top pairing right hand defenseman, a great right winger prospect, a potentially top five pick this year, that's now that's fair, and a high second round pick. Okay. There's one big huge problem for with this. Eric Carlson would cost a lot more than this. Just a bit. That's one part. For for two. Look. New Eugene Hopkins and Adam Larson carry a I mean they carry a decent salary. 
it's a little less for Ottawa. I get that. But if Ottawa winds up, God forbid, saying getting the number one pick out of this, in three years, they're not going to have the money to play some guy named Dallas. Nope. That's a problem. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for Ottawa more than Edmonton. Edmonton knows they're getting they're getting Carlson and they're getting a thirty goal scorer in Hoffman. I don't think Pierre Dorian is going to do something like this. I just don't know. Uh, so let's do two more, both involving the Habs. The first is which team would take on Shea Weber on waivers? He has a big contract <laughs> in the future. Oh, my God. That's actually – it's a troll post, so you're okay with this. To be this. fair. To oh, be and fair. I think this one is straight trolling as well. And let's end the night on this one. Yep. Andrew Shaw for Brendan Smith, straight up. <laughs> oh, 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 mama. Life has just begun. Oh, my child. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, mama. Life has just begun. But then I made a real bad trade proposal on HF boards, and it went down. <laughs> Mama. Ooh, I don't want to die. I just want to be a bad internet GM. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to drink after that proposal. You have a better constitution than I do. Or 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 Timmy for that matter. Um just for a few quick things. Uh Toronto and Detroit look like they're poised to go to overtime somehow. Don't ask me how. Um but they but they are. Um Anthony Zetterberg with the goals for Detroit and Reemsdyke and Marner scored you know, practically, you know, within what, 18 seconds. So, yeah, there, there, you, there you go there. Uh, 5 nothing after 2 in San Jose, uh, even though Dallas has arguably outplayed San Jose for the most part. You would never know it by the score at all. And Florida and Winnipeg has been a ton of fun the entire game with, oddly enough, three power play goals out of the four, which you never would have seen coming. So... Should be a good third period there, at least. Um, and we live back in a world where, Timmy, the New York Rangers are below 500. And then dead last again if, in the if, Metro if, Division. If you had the rain, if you had the Rangers at or below 500 at the start of the year, I want your lottery numbers. For Tuesday night, and yeah, I I want all like your your Kreskin and Nostradamus. And, and just to add to that, anyone who had Vegas as the, having the best record at this point in the season at the beginning of the year, 
Yeah, just um, cash in that lottery ticket now and um, yep. retire. Yeah, I think there 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 was a there was a, there was a guy that legitimately put like um, Vegas just had insane like I think it was like a hundred to one odds to win the President's Trophy. Yeah, I mean, imagine just imagine if that actually happened. A hundred to one, Jesus. And that was in season, Timmy. That wasn't like before the season. That was like in season. That was like about 20 games in that this guy made this bet. So it wasn't, you know, Vegas had gotten off to a pretty good start. Yeah, at that point, they had some injuries. Remember, that was when they couldn't, you know, couldn't find a healthy goalie. And they had to go to Red Deer for a goalie at that at that point. Um, but even then, I mean, 100 to 1 is 100 to 1. Uh, quarter of the way into the season, you know, you, you look at some of the numbers and it's bizarre. I mean, New York's goal differential is not outrageously. Bad. Um, we're not going overtime. I don't think Austin Matthews makes it three-two. Ah, come on! That's just mean. I really wanted overtime in this game. Eh, well, you know, sometimes. And it had to be from wow. We had to mention a Nylander in the show, didn't we? <laughs> to be fair, uh, he did it. No, wasn't wasn't me. You know, the sad part is I'm mentioning that I'm watching the game, and it's like, and I hear the Toronto fans going nuts on Twitter, which means yeah, something happened. Um, I will be in Toronto next Saturday as well. We're actually this coming Saturday. This this coming Saturday, Kevin. Yes. Impressive and true. Um, all right, folks, we're we're gonna take this to the 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 mini archival portion. Uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, next Sunday, we'll we're, we're gonna put together some crazy show. Timmy will be uh, in Canada. We presume traveling somewhere and enjoying himself. Well, we look at more crazy trade requests and pause the night before. How it's still weird to think that there's a Monday trade deadline. Yep. It's been a long while since there was a Monday one, too. It's been Wednesday for like pretty much since the season long lockout. Hmm. It'll be a lot of fun because you're going to get a ton of. See, I did I did the smart thing, Timmy, and looked looked at the schedule real fast for Sunday. Next next Sunday, just for just for giggles, basically. Uh, means we get to get yelled at even more on here because that's that's something that we we like to do apparently on on this show. And it it's it's sadistic enough because obviously there are six games on Sunday. So that's not half bad, but consider that there's 12 on Saturday. And then there's another five Monday night after the trade deadline. And interestingly enough, we have an NBC game on the last day of the Olympics. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, what is that, St. Louis Nashville, right? Yeah. Uh, thankfully, we do have a um, 
quite a time difference, too. So those who want to watch the gold medal game live, you can certainly do that and catch Blues and Predators at noon. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad NBC is giving Nashville some love as well. Yeah, even though it, it is a 11, essentially what amounts to be a a little bit after 11 a.m. start time. Oops. Hey, she, they've done it in Chicago all these years, so. That's true. That's true. Well, I thought they 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 would get a little a tiny bit more love, but okay, that's enough. It's re- it's reasonable at least. Um, amusingly, there is the new, there is the, you know, will Oliver Ekman Larson play next Sunday night at nine thirty Eastern? There are a couple weird games there too. Um, you know, because Detroit plays Detroit plays New York the Rangers. So mm-hmm. you potentially could you potentially could have Mike Green and a host of New York players scratched. So it could be, was it, Grand Rapids and uh, Hartford, essentially? It could, it could be. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the gist of what, what's and going on. And same with Vancouver and Arizona. It could be very interesting. Uh, it could be Brock Besser and his merry band of Sedin twins versus, uh, well, <laughs> you know, Arizona's first line minus McDomey and... Shoot, even Anti Ranta is involved in trade rumors. I mean, not for nothing. Anti Ranta has a 940 save percentage in his last 15 starts, Timmy. So he's finally he's finally gotten through the craziness that is Arizona. Mm-hmm. He he is he has survived. He survived the car accident before a game. He survived the stomach flu before a game. He's survived a few other things. And most notably, a scorpion infestation in his house. That's scary. Well, it's funny because one of one of the stack guys that I know uh, on Twitter lives not too far from Auntie Ranta, apparently. You know, like basically, like not in the same town, but in that generally, he lives within five miles of him. And he amusingly, he's telling me, yeah, he's like, I had a scorpion in, in, infestation this year myself. There's about 33 of them. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I don't envy you at all. And I wouldn't even trade having a fire ant infestation over that. Really? And I had, I had two of them. I still I still remember sitting there and having to actually have a line of sugar out the out the out the kitchen and out the front door and all the way out to the end of the driveway just to get some of them out of the house and then having a line of sugar going out the back door so I could get them in a puddle where I could basically napalm them with hairspray and a flame to get rid of them. It wasn't fun. And it took like days. Um, and still, I would not trade that for a scorpion infestation. I mean, look, you get bit, you get stung by a couple scorpions, and well, you're dead. Or even just one. I mean, it really. I mean, in theory, yeah. I mean, one could kill you. It's not fun. I mean, scorpion, especially the scorpions in Arizona, are 
Venom's fatal. I'm just saying, that's not something that you want. And Ranta's, you know, Ranta, I mean, let's face it, the early part of the year was trying, to say the least. But Arizona's improved. I mean, look, Buffalo and Vancouver think, well, especially Vancouver thinks they can catch Arizona for the worst record in the league. It may not be far off. Um, you know, Arizona was up like six points like two weeks ago. I think they're one up on Buffalo now. Yep. So, one up, one down, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I guess it's yeah. It's always kind of a weird thing when you when you talk about that. And, and think wars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and some, Vancouver's some, only. Some, yeah, somehow in all of this, the Blackhawks are going to get the number one pick. I'm going to say this, and I hope I'm wrong. The New York Rangers are going to end up with a top five pick. I don't know why. I, I don't have. I don't have any kind of rationale for it, Timmy. But I just have the sinking feeling like the Rangers are going to wind up. Well, maybe we could run the draft lottery simulators now. Yeah, is it is it almost about? Eh, I guess. Tankathon dot com. Oh God bless that site. <laughs> yeah, how many times would he hit? We have to run it to get. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Let's just sim the lottery for. We'll do one sim uh, before we go up the air. How's that? Absolutely, because that that sounds like fun. All right, <laughs> our quick sim. As Arizona as the top team. Wow. Yep. They right now they have an eighteen percent chance at the top overall pick and a forty eight point one percent chance of uh top three. So I'll just huh. run run down the top five real quick. Montreal at number two. Carolina. Carolina of all teams goes in number three. Buffalo drops to four, Vancouver drops to five. Wow. Wow, Vancouver. Wow. It, it, I guess it's unusual in the sense because, God almighty, Arizona is usually the one that has the severely bad luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we joke about it at least a little bit, but wow. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at this. All right, I'm going to run one for the heck of it. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, this one would be interesting. Ottawa winning the draft lottery. Can you imagine if somehow Carlson stays? Mm-hmm. Would that get Carlson to stay to be, have the chance to play with Dolan? Maybe. Oh, how about this? I'm actually, um, I actually got Buffalo at number one. The Rangers and Islanders at two and three. Holy shit! I don't know how sorry. that happened. Sorry, folks, but that that is funny. Wow. How, yeah. And then, you know, now I just got Chicago, Detroit one, two, Arizona three. Right. I mean that one's that one's crazy in of itself because basically, well, remember, you know, Calgary's pick is via the Islanders. You know, because I'm looking at that now. Uh, but wow, I mean, the Rangers would have to move up. A decent amount of spots, obviously. 
and the idlers would have to move up a whole bunch. Wow. I mean, you, you take you take their number one overall chances combined, and that's below 10%. Their top three chances are below 30%. That's 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 rough, Timmy. That that would that would take a lot, and yet it's possible. I mean, that's that's definitely saying something. So that wow. All right, one more just for fun. Let's see what happens. Wow. Okay, this one's definitely way 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 different. Arizona would retain the number one pick, but Detroit and Florida would be two and three. <laughs> that's almost that's almost as far that's almost as crazy as the Islanders and Rangers. Almost the number one overall combined chances for the Rangers and the Islanders were eight and a half percent. The number one overall combined for Detroit and Florida would be 9.9%. That's that's pretty absurd. Um, the top three isn't as bad, but it's close. It's right around 30%. So, yeah, that's pretty obscenely... Yeesh. Wow. Okay, folks. <laughs> we could have way too much fun with Tankathon.com. Um which means we probably will do an entire draft lottery show during the playoffs just for this. Um, how many simulations can we run to get, you know, Team A to the number one pick? It's funny, though, because I've run five and I still haven't gotten the Rangers in a top five position yet. Literally, wow. literally every every single one, eighth twice, ninth twice, tenth once. If I run it one more time, what happens? Yeah, still te- still the Rangers are in 10th. Um, amusingly in this one, though, the Islanders do move up nine spots to the th- to third pick. Um, but to be fair, a lot of these simulations make sense. They're not as far-fetched as some of the ones you'll see elsewhere. So, again, uh, you have some time, folks, uh, while the trade deadline is you know not really picking up in earnest just yet, go to tankathon.com. Especially if your team may be in the lottery. <laughs> hey, Chicago and New York Ranger fans, why not? Now see how many times see how many times it takes for your team <laughs> to get the number one pick. Uh, you know, really? Anything is possible. Ottawa is in that sweet fifth position right now, though, which is interesting because that's, that's been a spot that's fared decently well in the draft the past few years. Fifth and eighth. Go figure. Last year was a little bit different, obviously, with Philly coming all the way from, you know, the top. Philly and Philly and Dallas, for that matter, when you think about it, how far they, they came from. You know, basically a pick two and three. So that's something in of itself. Again, folks, you can listen to the show, as always, on iTunes. It'll be available in the morning. And, of course, uh, you can catch Timmy over at Bruins Daily and myself over at Fan Vice and the Sporting News and my my NHL trade rumors. It's gonna be a it's going to be a very busy week. Say, 
and the basic so many words we're all going to be in for one crazy ride next weekend at least sure and best, best of luck to everybody we will see you next week and as always Emmy has the last word aloha <laughs> <laughs>